You're listening to the Vadi Longmuir podcast, episode number eight. Welcome to the Vadi Longmuir podcast, and as you may have guessed, I'm your host, Vadi. Since stepping away from the nine to five world back in 2009, I've been a creative director, illustrator, artist, business mentor, and coach to fellow creative types. The intention with this podcast is to offer a fresh perspective about what it really means to be a working creative. I'll offer some simple strategies to add a little more joy to your days and share stories and insights from my own lessons learned, often the hard way, from over a decade of being my own boss. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, guys. It's great to have you here. This week is the first week of school holidays for us here in Melbourne, which means that currently I'm recording this week's episode in my office, in my pyjamas, at, let me see, 5.57am. I used to do some work in the evenings when the boys were younger. I would put them off to bed at 7 or 730 And then I would do a couple of hours work before I would finish and relax before going to bed in the evenings. But what I've found is that as they get older, their bedtimes are getting later and later. And it's at the point now where the time that they want to go to bed is usually after the time I want to go to bed. So what I'm finding is that by the time we've had dinner we've sat down and watched a movie or read some books or did whatever we're doing in the evening by the time they actually get into bed and get settled it's usually about 9 30 10 o'clock which is no good for me to open up the laptop and start working so I find myself putting them to bed making a cup of tea and going to bed myself so what I found is that getting up early in the morning like this lets me do a couple of hours work before they get up and want to start their day. The beauty of them getting older is that they don't wake up at 6am every single day and if they do they can kind of entertain themselves for a little while before we get started with breakfast and get on with their day. So over the holidays and the times that the boys are with me I've been setting my alarm for 5.30 so I can get up and do my morning meditation and then set aside two hours to work in the morning. So I'm working from 6am until 8am and if they do wake up in between that then they can entertain themselves for a little bit and then I'm doing another hour again in the afternoon. So usually from 4 until 5 and in that time they're either watching TV or on their computers or doing something themselves. But what I really love is that it frees up the days for me to be able to just be with them and enjoy them. Um, There was something I read a while ago about we only get 18 summers with our children if we're lucky and we should savour them all. And even though it's winter down here in Melbourne, it really struck a chord with me that idea of we have such limited time with our children when they are children and they actually want to hang out with us. So... For me to be able to carve out that time for them between 8am and 4pm in the afternoon, it lets us go off and, and actually enjoy the holidays. We went swimming on Monday, we went and did some shopping yesterday, so yeah, it lets me be fully present with them because I know in the times where I don't schedule my work around them when it comes to holidays, 
I end up being just really stressed out and pissed off with them and I'm trying to do work and they're trying to get my attention and it's no fun for anyone. So that's how I'm juggling the school holidays at the moment over here and I know as they grow and get older it will all change but for the meantime it's these early mornings for me sitting in my office with the heating on in my pyjamas. This week I want to talk to you about the concept of the magic of the incremental upgrade. Last week me and my guy were booking flights and our accommodation for a trip we're taking in a few months time to Bali and we got talking about why everyone wants to get upgraded when they get to the airport. We all want to get to that check-in desk and be told that no we're not sitting in economy that we're being upgraded to business and this is such a fascinating topic for me. The only time I've ever been upgraded was due to some quite unusual circumstances. So living here in Melbourne, I was flying back home to Glasgow and my dad had been unwell for quite some time and we knew that he was getting towards the end and so I had flown back to Glasgow to be with my family. So I'd left Melbourne and I'd flown to Dubai and when I got off in Dubai, I had found out from my family that my dad had in fact passed away just a few hours into my flight leaving Melbourne. Um, so as I got on the flight from Dubai to Glasgow, I was visibly upset and the staff were absolutely amazing and such a difficult time for me, especially when I was all alone in an airport. And just to let you know, this is by no means sponsored by the airline, but the Emirates staff were completely amazing and just could not have been kinder to me in a time that was was really emotional and difficult for me to navigate by myself. So their staff had come along and moved me from economy up into business. And so they settled me down, I had a blanket, they brought me some drinks. But what was fascinating was I had only been upgraded to business for mere minutes and immediately my curiosity was getting the better of me. I was sat at the front row of business and I could see through the little tiny gap in the curtain into first. And I started wondering, oh, what's up there? Well, if this is the drinks they're serving down here, what might be up there? And it's just, it's so fascinating, but it's just human nature that we often want to be quote unquote over there rather than where we actually are. And we're so culturally conditioned to be striving for more and more and more and to move ahead and, and move up the ladder, so to speak. But what is fascinating is that in these circumstances, it's not actually the thing that we want. It's not the clients we want in our business. It's not the project we want to win. It's not the money we want in the bank or the house that we want to live in or even the partner we want to have. It's actually the thing feeling that we hope to feel when we have these things. That's what we're going after. We're going after the feeling of how we think we're going to feel when we have the client, how we think we're going to feel when we have the money in the bank. And this is what was happening with me as I was sitting there in business wondering what was happening in first. I wanted to feel the feeling of being over there. As I was planning this week's episode, it reminded me of a story that I heard quite a few years back now that has stuck with me ever since. I was watching a chat show and the actor Matt Damon was on there and he was talking about winning an Oscar for his movie Goodwill Hunting when he was 27. And what he said was that he 
had won the Oscar, he had gone out afterwards and he had gone back to his then girlfriend's house. She had gone off to bed and he was sat at the kitchen table and as he looked at this Oscar, he said he had this realisation that he was so thankful that he had won it at such a young age because he realised in that moment just how insignificant it actually was. And he was so thankful that he didn't have to spend his whole career chasing something that he thought he wanted. It was so fascinating. He went on to say that he had this flash of himself at 80 years old and him finally receiving this Oscar that he had been working his whole career towards. And feeling like he'd completely wasted his whole life, trying so hard to get it and then realising how ultimately unimportant it actually was. I've thought about this idea so many times over the years and it really resonates more and more with me the more I think about it. It really is this idea of wanting more because we think we'll feel a certain way when we have it and how lucky he was to realise that that thing he could have spent his whole career chasing actually didn't mean anything to him. And I'm sure this freed him up to be able to pursue projects he was actually passionate about rather than the ones that he deemed to be Oscar worthy. I think it's such a beautiful lesson to to realise that it's the feeling that we want and that we can cultivate that feeling in any moment of our life, whether we have those external things happening or not. Okay, so getting back to the upgrade desire that everyone has. I remember when my mum and dad came out from Scotland to visit me in Australia for the first time after I had moved here back in 2007. It was the summer of 2008 and they were coming out to spend Christmas and New Year here with me in Melbourne. Now, my parents had travelled all over the world um, for the last 40 years and they had always flown economy. So when they were coming out to Australia for the first time, they flew economy again. During my dad's trip here, he had said that it was such a long flight. And for anyone that's did that flight from the UK to Australia, it's a solid 24 hours in the seat on the plane. And he said to me when he was here, you know, I think the next time we do this trip, I might do premium economy. So this was his first little glimmer into what might it be to to have a little bit more comfort on a flight that is a really really long time in the one seat. So he went home from that trip in economy and then the following year my mum and dad booked another trip out except this time he decided to book premium economy. Now I can't remember which airline it was that he flew with but Basically, premium economy, the only difference was you had a little bit more legroom and the seats were a little bit wider. You certainly didn't have all the bells and whistles of business class or first class, but it was just a little bit more comfortable for those longer haul flights. So in that second trip, they flew out premium economy and the whole entire trip my dad was raving about how it was so much more comfortable and he would never fly economy again, that premium economy was his new minimum standard. So then after their stay in Australia, they got back to the airport to check in to fly back home to Glasgow. And as they were checking in, the member of staff at the desk had said to my dad, oh, we've got some seats spare 
in business class, Miss McKechnie, would you like to be upgraded? To which, of course, my dad happily agreed to. And they got upgraded to business class for their flight from Melbourne back to Glasgow. Now, when I spoke to my dad when he got home from that flight, he said that he now had a new minimum standard of business class. So he said that whenever he flew to Australia and back again, he was going to fly business class because he had now been given a little glimpse of the next level up. Now, what I find so fascinating about this is that the reason that they were upgraded was because they had taken the first step towards what they wanted. By booking premium economy instead of economy, they had made that first little incremental investment in themselves, which opens up a whole world of possibility. If you are able to take some responsibility and give yourself that first incremental upgrade, it energetically puts you at a very different level than where you were before. So rather than being that person who turns up to the airport waiting for a tap on the shoulder, by taking that small next step opens up a whole new world to you. With this idea of the incremental upgrade, I've seen it happen time and time again with my clients and also in my own life too. As soon as you believe and take action based on feeling worthy of what you want and being willing to take that first initial step yourself, then that is when the doors start to open and the people and the opportunities come into your life. There is so much hype these days, especially online, about taking these massive leaps of faith. It's about going big or going home. But I disagree. What I believe creates change is the small incremental steps towards what you want. My trainer reminds me at least once a week that it's the little things we do every day that matters way more than the big things that we do occasionally. That's the magic of the incremental upgrade. Small, consistent steps in the direction of what you want. What I love about this is that we get to train our brains to expect more. We tend to think that smaller incremental upgrades are easier than the massive ones. And because we believe this, this is what we create. The big upgrades aren't any more difficult in reality, but because it's more of a stretch for us to believe this, there's resistance and that's what holds us apart from it. Small upgrades that are achieved with minimum resistance start to train our brains to believe that progress is actually possible. We get that little hit of dopamine to the brain, which helps us keep on track and keep focused onto the next incremental upgrade. This is a way more sustainable way than the epic highs and lows that go with the go big or go home mentality. Now, these upgrades can be material things that you upgrade, or they can be energetic upgrades. We can upgrade the obvious things like our car or our home or our clothes, but we can also upgrade our thoughts. You set the standard for the quality of your life based on the quality of your thoughts. So how can you activate the magic of the incremental upgrade in your life this week? What small but significant action can you take that lets the universe know that you're ready for more. 
Remember, it doesn't have to be a huge financial investment. I'm not suggesting that you plunge yourself into debt just to make a point here. To help get the creative juices flowing, I've created a free download for you with 30 suggestions to help you get started with your incremental upgrade plan. To get access, just go and subscribe to my newsletter over at varylongmuir.com. In your welcome email, you'll get a link with a password to the resources hub. This is where all the downloads that accompany podcast episodes like this one are kept, so you can access them at any time. So just head on over to the website, join the newsletter, and you'll get access to the downloads. That's all for this week, guys. For updates, be sure and subscribe to the newsletter over at varylongmuir.com and come follow me over on Instagram. I'm at varylongmuir. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to come check out my private coaching service for artists and creatives. Maybe you're struggling to commit to just one of the hundreds of ideas you have, or perhaps your confidence has taken a bit of a dive after that epic fail. Regardless of what you're struggling with, a single coaching session can give you the focus and clarity you need to make the next right move for you. Head on over to varylongmuir.com coaching for more information and to book your session.